Hey everybody, welcome back to Split Screen Media. This is episode 26. Uh, sorry that we were gone for a long time, it feels like. I think we all feel a little bit rusty, but we took a couple weeks off because we planned a pretty fun camping trip that we were all, actually yeah, all of us here were involved in. Um, and then, you know, life gets in the way, some new new jobs, new changes, but that's no excuse. We're back now. Uh, with me, as always, is my lovely, beautiful co-host, Chris Blankenship. Thank you. And uh, back again for, I think, the fourth or fifth time, uh, Mr. Joey Baden. How are you doing tonight? What up? <laughs> I don't get a lot, I'm not beautiful or anything like that. This is, this is bullshit. I'm leaving. You're, you're, just, you're, just, you're just back. He's back. <laughs> yeah, he's just back. He's there. I don't know. <laughs> no, we're really, we're really happy to have you back. We're glad that you could be on the show. On our returning show... Uh, don't call it a comeback. We've been here for like a couple months. <laughs> we missed. Um, we missed two weeks. It's no big deal. Yeah, it's just two weeks. But we're back there was, now. We're there was a lot of a lot of adjusting. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel I feel like we haven't done it in at least a year and a half. <laughs> it feels like it's been a really really long time. Uh, but we all watched a little movie this uh, over the weekend called Mortal Kombat, and I really want to talk about it. Um, so for I guess anybody who doesn't know, um, there's a new Mortal Kombat movie that is out. It's in theaters and it's on HBO Max. Um, and I think it will be for like HBO Max is a weird thing where they have movies on for like a month that are in theaters and they go away. Second, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that's kind of what they did with this release. Uh, and I watched it and I have a lot of feelings about it and I think you guys do too. Um, but I want to start with like just general thoughts. Uh, you know, very, very brief. Maybe you can even give like a little numbered score if you want to. But what did you guys think? Uh, numbered score three, maybe generously. <laughs> there were there there were some things this movie did like very right, and then everything else they did very wrong. <laughs> it's it's kind of like no, like okay parts of the movie in my opinion it's on one side of the spectrum or the other but we'll get into it and yeah uh, i was gonna say i'm up, i'm in, in between like a three and a four there like there were some parts that would like genuinely made me happy watching it and it was definitely a fun watch but it wasn't a good movie like i, I think uh, uh casey asked me in the morning like was your movie good and i was like Good is a loose term. I had fun. <laughs> good is good is subjective. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun. I'll say that. I like that word. It's not good, but it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> this like, might I, be... I won't say I didn't enjoy watching it because that would be a lie. Yeah. But uh, I can definitely see flaws. <laughs> this it might was be... not a flawless victory. <laughs> no. Oh my god, no. So many, so many hits, hiccups along the way. Uh but this might be a media leftovers. Media leftovers. What? <laughs> we don't mention that here. <laughs> don't call it a comeback. Oh boy. I just. I think I just teleported back three years. For those who don't know, media leftovers was a podcast that Connor uh, did for a few episodes a long time ago. <laughs> Literally a few episodes. There's like four or five episodes if you can find them online uh watch them they're really bad uh, <laughs> but this might be a split screen media first um but i would give it a three or a four too i'm i'm right there with you guys i think this movie has a few moments that are fun namely at the beginning and the end of the movie 
Um, and then the middle of the movie is boring as shit, <laughs> and nothing happens, and the characters are really bad. And and it's not like I was, you know, going in here expecting Citizen Kane. I was just hoping that it would be over the top and ridiculous the entire time. Um, and this movie reminds me a lot of 2017's Power Rangers, which is that they tried to take that source material too seriously, and they turned it into, like, this weird teen drama kind of uh i don't know whatever you want to call that not really a dramedy but it's like a twilight sort of edgy drama and uh they kind of did the same thing here where they made you like oh but he has a family and he works hard and he's a fighter and i'm like i don't give a shit about any of this (laughs) there were there were times where like it did take itself too seriously but then there were times where it just like threw all that out the window and was like here's what you want (laughs) yeah and i wish it had picked a lane yeah like because it kind of jumped all over the place with that would you before we get into it would you watch this movie again um probably not i might watch some of the fight scenes that opening fight scene with uh scorpion when he's just like a regular dude and he's killing all those guys with a katana was fucking awesome um so like i would watch that on youtube but i would not sit through this whole movie again i'd probably watch it again to be honest i actually like just like uh you know i could just talk and joke around somebody while watching it make a drinking game out of it or something like that and then uh like still have fun with it because again i i won't say i didn't have fun watching it it wasn't it wasn't so painful i'll never watch it again um but it's not something i'll go out of my way to watch again (laughs) this one i I think definitely goes on my drinking game shelf of movies (laughs) i just feel like it's too there are parts of it that would be super fun to do that with, but it, it almost feels too boring to be a drinking game. Like, there's stuff in the middle that is so bad. Like, them getting to Sonya was really boring, and then them discovering their, uh, what, what do they call the powers that Ar- you get? In Arcana. Their Arcana, yeah. That is awful. The, the Kano one was kind of fun. Like, <laughs> I, I enjoyed how he got his, even though, like, his character isn't good. Yeah. I like the idea of them just like calling him a pussy, and then <laughs> <laughs> and like that's how he unlocks his ancient off. power. Uh, I feel like that's how I get my arcana as well. Except for it'd be like, give me the fucking dumpling, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> so that was kind of. I mean, like the ideas. Some of the ideas there were were kind of fun, but it, this movie's weird because it wastes a lot of time, and then right at the end, or close to the end, they throw like three fights at once at you. Because this movie has zero pacing whatsoever. So, like, they're like, all right, now that Raiden teleported us to this weird area, now we're going to go fight all of these people. And the three fights happen at the same time. There's one more fight, and then the movie's over. It's bizarre. Yeah. I, I really wish... Because when you play the game, it's one fight at a time. I First off, the camera shots switching every, like, point two seconds really made me dizzy. But also, like, keeping track of who's fighting who and everything was just... Make it a one-on-one fight, like the games. I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree. This movie feels like it was directed by five people. <laughs> um, it's kind of a choppy mess. And what's weird is that Endgame, the fight scene with Cap and Thanos, where Captain America has Thor's hammer, they do the Mortal Kombat thing where they shoot it uh, on like a 2D plane with one character on each side, and they make it, and like he does the lightning thing and it shows it from that angle. 
And this movie didn't do that. <laughs> this is a Mortal Kombat it, movie. It the... did it like very, very shortly on the bridge scene with uh, Jax and Raiko. Like it, for a split second, it did it. I'm like, all right, this is gonna be really cool. And they switched angles immediately. I'm like, what? What are you doing? That's <laughs> yeah. that's what I was about to say. The that that fight was about maybe the only time they got close. Can we talk about how there wasn't a, a tournament fight in our tournament fighting game movie? <laughs> there was. They didn't go to Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Mortal Kombat. There was nothing in the arena the entire time, and I was so upset. I was like, "All right, they're gonna like it's gonna be Scorpion and Sub Zero fighting in the in the tournament. Like like Scorpion's gonna do something and fight for Earthrealm against Sub Zero. It's gonna be awesome." And they're like, "What if we just don't do that?" <laughs> I was kind of hoping there'd be more characters too. Like there was nobody from the new generations, like the NetherRealm Studios games. There was nobody from that shit, like Aaron Black or uh, oh, the Lost. They're planning on making four of these movies. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, definitely. Four, I'm sorry. Technically, the plan. I've already made one, so I'm planning on making four more if this one does well enough. Um, so I mean, like as you saw, like are, are we doing spoilers in the? Are we allowed to talk spoilers? I think, think we fine. think we've already passed that line. Yeah, we've passed <laughs> yeah, that. It's I mean, fine. I mean, we haven't really. Okay, I was just say we haven't actually like said, but like the end thing with Cage, they they hint at Johnny Cage at the end. Um, uh, like clearly they're setting up for another movie there, but apparently the studio said four sequels. Um, so I, I think that's where you'll get like uh, like was it Sonya's kids, Jack's kids, the uh, Aaron Black, um, all those people, and to some of the like, it was really weird to me having. Uh, Melina without Katana because yeah. Melina doesn't exist without Katana for anybody who doesn't know about the video game stuff and is as big of a nerd as I am with it uh, the only reason Melina exists is isn't she like a clone of Katana that went bad I'm pretty sure so Katana is like is Shao Kahn's daughter and Melina is like a clone of Katana that was mixed with like the Baraka blood yeah That's it's Baraka's DNA yeah. And um, it's it's just weird just not having this character. So this character has to exist for Melina to exist, and she just wasn't in the movie. She does exist. Uh, you don't see her in the movie, but her like fan blade thing is actually in Raiden's temple. Oh. So, I mean, you don't see her, but there's definitely a reference to her. So it's like quick. They, they didn't like cast her. They just like yeah. we're gonna save her for the next time when she. It, Thanks, Luke Kang. <laughs> She's de- it's definitely possible she comes in the sequels, but it's there's a small, quick reference to her. Okay, I see. I, I don't think I saw the the fan. It's the... easy to miss. It's like in the background, yeah, like it's behind like half Kano. A second. Yeah. Okay. Um, can I get nitpicky for a second? Just because this part, like as I was watching, I was like, "That's dumb." Um, but the one thing I, I I noticed, I mean, there's a lot of things I noticed, but this in particular, I thought was funny. So Raiden, at one point, um, it's like Cabal and Shao Kahn, or whoever the fuck that guy was. I don't even remember who that was. Oh, Shang Tsung? Shang Tsung. It was Shang Tsung. That's right. Yeah. Shao Kahn wasn't in this, which is really disappointing. Yeah, um, they had like a statue of him, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess we'll get him in one of the four sequels. But the one part I thought was funny is when everybody tries to attack Raiden's temple, and he puts up the lightning, and he's like, all right, you guys can't get in here. And then, you know, stuff happens, and the lightning goes down. I'm like, okay, that's fine. But then Raiden teleports them to like that weird nether world thing, and he's like, "Oh, like the in between world, the void, in between world." And he's like, "They can't follow us here." I'm like, "Then why were you there the whole time? Yeah. <laughs> why? 
Why did you wait? Like, people died. Kong Lao fucking died because he's an idiot. We had, he he let him die and was like, oh, I can't interfere with things like that. And then he he did the whole time by... Yeah, then he's like, like, all right, then I'm going to teleport you guys to one-on-one fight. I'm going to unlock Scorpion by giving it to uh, Cole. Cole. Yeah. Uh, I'm, like, I'm not allowed to interfere except for when I feel like it. And he, like, nods to Cole at the end of the movie like, I know what I did. Yeah, exactly. But, I don't know. You get to pick and choose, I guess, when you want your champions right. to live. The Raven the- was done super poorly in this yeah. movie to me. Like, so there are characters that I thought they did really well. I thought Cabal was actually pretty awesome. He was a pretty well like done character, and I loved. I think that was the original voice actor. I think I mentioned that in a chat that we had, but um, I think that was the original voice actor from the video games, which made me super happy. Because um, it's like he's you don't need to act. He's covering a mask and everything. Um, but yeah, was it Shang Tsung and Raiden were awful. <laughs> They were to me the worst done characters that were the farthest from their actual characters. Well, what do yeah, you? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Um, Raiden, Raiden in the games to me was always like this benevolent god that just turned into this huge asshole. Like he was just so fed up with everybody's shit. There was no pretense about like, oh, I don't interfere. Like he's murdering people all the time, and he's just <laughs> and but he has this like powerful presence. It almost reminds me of the uh, live-action Aladdin movie. Like, the guy who plays Jafar who's like, oh, can you get me the lamp please? Like, it's like, yeah. not threatening at all. And that's kind of how I felt with this Raiden. He was just like, just this like, limp-dick dude that I, I didn't feel threatened by or like, that he was any sort of presence at all. Yeah, he kind of yeah, The most important thing he did in the movie is like, I'm gonna put up a force field. <laughs> that broke. Yeah. Yeah. That broke because uh, he forgot that Kano was only there for the money. <laughs> I blame right. I blame the directors, director for that one, because the only like imposing scene ever is when he like lifts up his hat and you see his eyes and they're like glowing and that's kind of it. Like even the camera angle doesn't play to it that well and it's like okay this is kind of like one of every other person we've saw already. Like he doesn't really stand out. Yeah, no, he really doesn't stand out at all. And that was a bummer because I actually like for the first maybe ten minutes of this movie, I was really into it. I was like, "This is gonna be awesome!" Like that opening scene is great. I love how they introduce Scorpion, um, and like that that scene where like the knife goes through the uh, like the the Japanese sliding doors and then just sprays it with blood. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, that's cool!" And then that fight scene where he's like, like he picks up that one dude and like cuts off his leg and then chops his head off. I was like, "Okay, this fight choreography is awesome. I yeah. love the way this is shot." And then that style never comes back the entire movie. Nope. <laughs> uh, they did a really good job of making Sub-Zero, like, super menacing, though, uh, which I thought was kind of cool. Like, they clearly set him up to be, yeah. like, uh, the strongest fighter. Um, and it, yeah, I thought that was really cool, at, at the very least, to, to kind of give it give some props to it. Sub-Zero was done awesome. Like, all of his powers are really cool. Uh, there's a whole thing where he, like, freezes the blood and stabs with it. Uh, so there's a lot of cool stuff I did with Sub-Zero. He's probably one of the better parts of the movie. Um, I thought for sure. The only thing no, I didn't... Whole... Oh, sorry, what? Uh, just a small thing. The only thing I didn't like about that was like his name change. Like It was just like, I was Bihan and now I'm Sub-Zero. And it's like, okay. Alright. And then everyone's <laughs> like, alright, Bihan. Like, it's a, an insult now. He's like, that's just my name, fam. Yeah. Like, 
That's that's just kind of racist. Like, that's sir, you gotta call oh. me by my porn name of Sub Zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, I agree. There, same thing with Scorpion. He's like, I'm Scorpion now. It's like, fucking why? <laughs> I mean, I, like they it, didn't have any reason to go by their names anymore. Um, it's clear that he still only speaks Japanese, like the whole time. But he's still like, get over here. <laughs> That last scene where he puts on and takes off his mask three fucking times was hilarious. He's like, yeah. I'm Hanzo, your uh, ancestor. Let's fight. <laughs> Take this off. Breathe fire. Put it back on. Live on well with my bloodline. <laughs> like this three times. Yeah. Pick a lane, dude. <laughs> no, this, I, this I movie his is... face was going to get burnt off when he did like the fire breath thing because like in the games he's got like a like a skull face, doesn't he? Underneath of his mask. You see the skull. His face. You see the skull in the movie when he when well, he like a split second when he does the fire, but then his face comes back the next scene. Oh yeah. I thought that's that his face. That, I thought that was gonna explain why his face is no longer a face in the games. I was like, oh, that's kind of awesome that he like he's like I'm gonna lose myself with this, but like fuck Sub Zero. And I was like, that would've been a really cool thing. And they're like, nope, back to normal. I thought it would be cool if when he like came out of hell, he just like that's how he like that's the transformation there. Yeah, yeah. I was also I don't know how you guys feel. I was a little bit disappointed with the amount of violence or kind of the lack thereof. Like it felt like it was a little cheesy and not and few and far in between. Like really, the only really good kill you get is uh, uh, Kung Lao's hat. Yeah, where he cuts. Yeah. I can't think of the girl's name. Like the harpy chick. I can't think of her name. Natara. Natara. Yeah. Yeah, there's stuff at the beginning. I I think Sub Zero's death is honestly kind of underwhelming. Yeah, like if he just sort of burns up and then he's dead. I mean, they do tease my boy Noob Cybot at the end, but uh, it's like, well, they're gonna because uh, what is it the? So they don't ever go into explaining why Scorpion and Sub Zero hate each other either. So like Sonia was literally she ten minutes of her existence was exposition. And during none of that exposition, do they explain why, or any point in the movie, did they explain why uh, Sub Zero's clan hates the uh, Sub uh, Scorpion's clan? Which I thought was a really weird exclusion from the movie. Yeah, um, they could have done like a throwaway line. I, I just took it as like, oh, this clan hates this clan, and that's kind of it, you know? Yeah, because uh, but, but like he's going so far as he's like, I really want to end every bloodline in this clan. Like obviously, there's some history there. And they don't I, go into it at all. I but, think uh, for as much screen time as those two got, and how much of this movie they took up, we needed to know. Yeah, they were. I mean, they were on the, every yeah. trailer, every poster. It was them, 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 and then for them to just not do that was uh, interesting. I also, I think, uh, back to like the lackluster fight scenes, Connor. The Goro one, where like he's <laughs> fighting Cole Young, was just kind of like punchy, punchy, and that was it. I wish I don't know. He was not menacing at all. Goro has won the Mortal Kombat. He's the Mortal Kombat champion nine times over. This dude has won the tournament, and you even see a thing of him ripping somebody in half as like when they're going through all the old portraits and stuff like that in Raiden's Temple. Yeah. And he dies like a bitch. He's fighting. He's fighting an Arcanalist Cole for half of that fight. It's just a normal man. And Goro can't win. <laughs> it was so this stupid. Is, uh, Cole's wife, and she just gets up like like she wasn't just punched by like a giant immortal being. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 
She's like, ah, oh, baby shit. I, uh, and, uh, so I think I mentioned this in the chat as well, but can we talk about how hilarious it is that Cole's superpower was plot armor? Yeah. Yeah, literally plot armor. It, yeah, his powers were stupid. He was like, it was kind of a Black Panther thing. Like, I was trying to figure out what was going on. It, it looked like he gets hit, and he can redirect that kinetic energy back out. That's what and I then too. shoot it at people. But then, like, his kinetic energy just turns into, like, a bow staff. Yeah, he's <laughs> got little, little swords on his arm. <laughs> what, is yeah. what is going on? I, yeah, that, I, just trying to figure out what his grab bag of powers were, I think, was hard enough. I was also trying to remember if he was, like, from something. And to my knowledge, he's not. He's just a made-up character because they wanted character. someone... For yeah, they the wanted movie, to connect yeah. someone. The studio said, hey, we need to make somebody relatable. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, uh, I saw an interview with the um, with the director where they said um, they're like, "Why didn't you like? Why did you put in this new character? Why didn't you put in Johnny Cage instead? Who's like in every other Mortal Kombat movie and game and everything? Like, why not put the character that we know and love and can carry the story all on his own?" And he's like, "Oh, I just thought that having Johnny Cage and Kano would have been too much. They kind of just give off that same energy, and I thought it'd been too much." I'm like, "Too much? It's Mortal Kombat." Yeah, I was like, first of all, you're kind of right, but maybe cut Kano, don't cut Johnny Cage. <laughs> right. I could have done without Kano. I didn't like a lot of that humor. No, I, it was super not funny. He yeah. had some funny parts, and uh, I loved his fatality where he ripped out Reptile's heart, even though they did my boy Reptile super bad, because Ninja Reptile is so much cooler than Monster Reptile. Um, yeah. But we'll say him ripping the heart out and saying Kano wins holding his like hat hand like burnt with the acid was really cool. Although I was kind of hoping his arm would fall off, and that that would explain him getting his like cyborg arm. But I was gonna say eh. that the um the acid like like burning through like stuff like the acid just drips out of reptile's mouth and like burns some like steel or something was really cool. Yeah, for sure. Like his like his kind of power was like kind of done cool. Yeah. Can we talk about how Jack's Arcana might be the most convenient Arcana of all time? <laughs> he was like, "Hey, if you if you happen to have robot arms, you get better robot arms." He's like, better. "Dope! I do have robot arms." Yeah, <laughs> that was super funny. <laughs> Jack's was super cool in this movie too. I I liked uh, um, I actually liked him in the movie, and uh, I loved his fatality too on Reiko. Yeah, I think that was the other problem too. Is that they really didn't put a lot of attention into CGI in this. And a lot of those fights feel really fake as compared to some of the earlier ones, which were clearly on a set and they used real blood and they used, you know, obviously real people. And I know you can't film all that practically. I don't expect them to. Right. But there was stuff like, I mean, Outworld in the games is awesome because it's like this horrible fucking, it's like a Mad Max thing. And there's like people selling disgusting items and trinkets. and You got to like walk through that shit. This was like one cliffside, and that was all you see. You see it for like two minutes, and it sucked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This this definitely would have been better as a TV series. I think. That would have been cool. Like each each episode got a fight. Basically, would have been kind of cool. That would yeah, be like, an amazing idea. Like it just concludes well, with the fight. It's actually been done before. I think I mentioned this uh, before on an older podcast, but there is a little known about live action machinima series that was a Mortal Kombat live series that was fucking awesome. Um I think and they took it I don't remember what it is it might have been called like Mortal Kombat Live or just Mortal Kombat. I don't remember. 
but basically it every episode was a different person so it started out it was the sub-zero scorpion fight at the beginning where uh where i think in this one um scorpion murders sub-zero like sort of like the actual games like the the old canon or whatever right um so much and then it uh, is that is that where sub-zero becomes a robot or he gets, turns into robo sub-zero yeah, and then but then I guess Noob Cybot is actually the real Sub Zero, and the Sub Zero yeah. in MK Nine is like New or Sub Zero's cousin or something. Yep. Um, but they did that, and then they would go on to do like they did a Raiden episode where no one believes he's the God of Thunder, and they keep sedating him, and they lock him in a mental hospital. <laughs> um, and then there's another one with uh, Sector and the other robot guy that I can never remember. Mortal Kombat Legacy. I think that was it. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna make me. Um, I can't believe I can't remember the other guy's name. I know exactly who you're talking about. Cyrax, right? Cyrax. That's that's right. Yeah. Um, these are awesome in the games, but they're like the buzz blades and stuff like that. Oh, dude, they're so OP. But they have a whole episode on them. Like, so if you guys are itching for some good, like fun Mortal Kombat content after this movie, if you feel like a little let down, I would definitely watch that series. There, um, more content. Oh. <laughs> there is an animated one as well. Um that i saw uh it's called defenders of the realm and it's got like a couple episodes only one season but i haven't seen that one. i know there's a scorpion movie that just came out not that long ago um that i haven't seen but but yeah i mean there's tons of good mortal kombat con- i mean hell just play the games the nether the nether realm games the story is fucking it's so crazy and so bad but in the best way right I, I like will. Yeah, I will say uh, when who was it? Kung Lao, maybe he like does the move spamming. I thought that was kind of funny. Oh yeah, we kept we kept tripping. Uh, yeah, the leg sweep move. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they had some like some fun like video game references, which I actually really appreciated. Uh, it was it was definitely cheesy, but like uh, that was more of what I was hoping for out of the movie was like. Like when he says flawless victory after a fatality because he never got hit and then he did the fatality. Uh, like I was actually pretty happy with that because that, that's what I was kind of hoping for was that more cheesy, not this grounded in reality, I've got to save my kids type thing. Yeah, um, I didn't need any of that shit. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like like Kano, again, ripping the heart out and saying Kano wins. Like that was so satisfying. Like the, all that kind of stuff. Um they got uh, Liu Kang uh, doing his like dragon fatality. Like the fatalities were probably the best part of the game, or not game, but part of the game and the movie, I should say. <laughs> um, and uh, it did kind of feel like they they filmed the fatalities and they're like, all right, how do we build a story around those fatalities? <laughs> yeah. How do we just pull this together? <laughs> no, because it feels so disjointed, and I would have much rather this been a movie where. Uh, scorpion is the the sole protagonist the beginning is exactly the same like you get a little bit of time with his family like a couple minutes they die it's over then he goes to hell he trains maybe he becomes like like a devil's bounty hunter kind of thing and that's where you get introduced to all these other characters he finds out about mortal Kombat. he realizes that if he fights in that he his soul will be free you know, I'm spitballing, but something like that where it ends with this awesome Sub-Zero Scorpion battle. Like, I don't need Cole and his weird daughter and wife and, like, it's so stupid. I was, I was... I, like, uh, maybe it was just because Cole was so unnecessary, but also, like, if you're gonna go through this whole process, I was kinda hoping he would die at the end and that would kinda unlock Scorpion. 
Yeah. Like, uh, him just, like, touching the dagger to bring him back was really stupid. And I was like, I was really hoping Sub-Zero would fucking murder him. Yeah. <laughs> like, get one of Sub-Zero's fatalities, and then Scorpion would come up and be like, surprise, you didn't end the bloodline because I'm still here. And then they do a, a sweet fight. But Yeah. I was kind of hoping, I was kind of thinking about this because it's like the, the Sub-Zero Scorpion thing and the Cole Young thing are kind of like related just by Scorpion. But I was like, you can maybe just do Cole Young and his family, whatever storyline that sucks. You could do that. And then in one of the sequels, because there's a ton of them, do the Sub-Zero Scorpion and make it a whole movie about just those two. Right. I don't know. That's what I would have liked to see. I'm really yeah. interested in seeing what they're going to do. So, like, they they kind of introduced this whole Arcana thing and they're saying, like, all right, you unlock your Arcana during times of uh, what seems like basically a tremendous stress or if your life's in danger, or someone you love's life's in danger, or whatever, uh, or if you really want an egg roll. Um, <laughs> but I'm curious what they're going to do with, um, what was it uh, Riker, I think is his name, the, like, the agent guy with the Glocks. Like, what's his arcana? Guns? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's true. I don't know. I mean, like... Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, they can make something... They do have arcanas in the video games. Like, everyone else has the arcana that they have in the movie, so I was like... It, it was kind of, like, half-assed introduced, but I was okay with it, because it, they had to explain it somehow for the video games. And arcana, sure, whatever. But, like, if they go to introduce Riker... He doesn't have any of that. He just has guns, but he has the like the Mortal Kombat symbol because he fights in Mortal Kombat. So I'm curious to see what they're gonna do with him. They can make his guns more powerful. I mean, they kind of did that with Jax. Like Jax doesn't really have anything. He's got big metal arms, but like in this one, they make it so that that's his Ar- Arcana. So I mean, they can they can always make some shit up. Maybe like spawns the guns. I guess maybe just like when they like spawn in his hand. I don't know. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, he could like materialize weapons or something. That'd be cool. Yeah. So, I'm just looking at some revenue things from Mortal Kombat. Uh, right now, since COVID started, it's the second highest grossing f- opening weekend for a film. Oh, okay. God's- yeah, first was uh, was it Demon Slayer? Demon Slayer is third. Okay. Um, which both these came out the same weekend, so they are kind of competing with each other. Um, but God's. <laughs> Tenant is fourth. Godzilla versus Kong is number one. That makes sense. Oh, okay. So all of these are spring 2021. Um, I'll just Godzilla versus Kong, Mortal Kombat, Demon Slayer, Tenant, Wonder Woman 1984, The Crudes, A New Age, Tom and Jerry, Raya the Last Dragon, The New Mutants, and then Nobody. Nobody saw the New Mutants. Fucking nobody saw that. Yeah, it's uh, it's seven million gross. The Nobody. Oh that's the, uh, Bob Odenkirk, right? Yes, that's a movie I want to see. He actually did an AMA on Reddit that I've been meaning to look at for that movie. Oh, the John Wick ripoff movie. Yeah, yeah John Wick <laughs> yeah. with uh, Bob Odenkirk. Where I was like, I'll I'll watch that. Yeah, no, I'll, I, it looks fun. I'm a little surprised Raya and the Last Dragon is so low because it's just came out like a month two months ago and it's way below all these other movies but that's like a disney like i thought it looked pretty good i don't know maybe people are getting tired of those because i mean it looked just like every other fucking disney thing that's come out in the past three years yeah, yeah. but like kids yeah, movies of like avatar because there was like the whole thing with the elements and stuff like that which yeah, that is the part of it that got me interested but not enough to spend an evening on it but yeah. i mean the crudes a new age is also up there 
like at six. I'm surprised anyone saw that shit. Yeah. <laughs> and Tom and Jerry. I mean, Jesus Christ. I love Tom and Jerry, and that looked really bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I guess, I guess that doesn't really shock. I know people are still really hesitant to take their children into the theaters because, you know, kids can't get vaccinated yet. So I, I would understand why the kids' movies are definitely doing worse. That's true. Actually, I'm looking at this now. So one, two, three four five six are from 2021 everything else is from at least the end of august i believe let me look yeah it looks like the end of august Hmm. so i guess you can kind of make a case that movie theaters are kind of coming back up especially recently yeah yeah definitely so Um, from march 2020 to august 2020 nothing grossed more than 7 million in theaters and then the new mutants comes out and then now this spring we've got tens of millions gross yeah nowhere near what it was but still still better yeah for opening weekends real quick one last thing on Mortal Kombat that I want to talk about before we go on to something else when they're looking for Raiden's temple why was Liu Kang in the middle of the desert I don't know. So they were they got dropped off. What did Kano said like forty miles away from where they needed to be. Yeah, and they jumped out of a, a plane forty miles in the desert away from where they needed to be. They walked for an unknown amount of time. They didn't really like say like they didn't do the the Marvel Brooklyn letters of how long uh, had passed before. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, that happened, and then he's just in the desert. He's like. Hi, I'm Liu Kang. I can show you the way. I was like, what are you doing here? They're walking the wrong way, too, by the way. Like, that's, that's, because at the end, they're like, he's like, no, it's fucking this way. And then they walk. So I'm like, not only is it 40 miles away, but then they walk the the wrong direction for however long. And Liu Kang was there in the wrong direction. (laughs) No, it all all makes sense. Uh, Raiden uh, could sense that they were going the wrong way so he teleported Liu Kang out to the middle of the desert said you got this on your own and then he teleported back to the temple instead of teleporting all of them to the temple uh, I don't know it was a test of something I don't know yeah. Raiden could have just teleported all of them to the temple like from the get go but he was like not necessary you no, could he get this pretty fun scene where they're like in the middle of a deli or something like that and then get like zapped out and get like that should have been the beginning of the fucking movie was them getting zapped to Raiden's temple not finding each other with Cole and all that kind of stuff like Jack's like just following Cole around as he's like eating with his family none of that just zap him there start the movie with the training it's the same reason that none of the DC movies put the watchtower in any of the Justice League films because it would break everything. If you can just teleport everywhere, there would be no problems. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, in the cartoons, it's fine. It, it works perfectly. But in live action, it would not translate. Right. Um, well, I think, yeah, that's that's probably... <laughs> I think that's enough shitting on Mortal Kombat. I feel bad, because, like, there are parts of it I like, but, you know, I, I think overall it's a little poopy, and I'd like to see them try a little harder on the next one, or maybe just, you know stick to a tone, pace the fights out a little better, and for God's sakes, let a fight scene fucking breathe. I don't want to 
have it cut every three seconds or less every every second basically. And maybe fit fight in a Mortal Kombat. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> yeah. the movie's the called movie's named after. I don't know. Fucking. Yeah, all the fights revolved around Shang Tsung not wanting to fight in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So, so we have two options of topics. Um, Napoleon, Dynamite. Napoleon Dynamite. Dynamite. That's my vote. Other... Okay. All right. Let's just do that. Let's just do that then. Um, what's, what's the other one? I'm curious. Well, it, the other one was the thing I was mentioning that we could talk about, and it's a little bit related to Mortal Kombat, but if you guys want to kind of get away from that for a minute and then go back if we have time, we can do that. Because I kind of want to talk about Napoleon Dynamite, too. I really want to talk about it, but I... Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I was going to say, maybe do the thing that connected to Mortal Kombat first and then follow, and then end it with Napoleon Dynamite as the, the shift. I'll just, I'll just mention it briefly. Um, I'll just say it right now. Basically, I saw this thing online that said NetherRealm's next game is going to be a Marvel fighting game. So it was Mortal Kombat, it was, and then Injustice, and then Injustice 2, and the subsequent Mortal Kombat things. And then the next one is going to be a, a Marvel fighter, um, which I, for one, am really excited about. Yeah, that'd be uh, I think it'd be, you could do that pretty well. I mean, like Cap throws his shield as one of his moves, a lot of punching from Cap. Spider-Man could do like some web thing and like stun with like a web shot iron man's got his blast as his range attack can probably fly it'd be nice to have an actual standalone marvel uh marvel fighter because really all we have right now is marvel versus capcom so it's like that you know the combo thing which you know a lot of those powers are implemented there pretty well but it'd be nice to have a standalone thing other than marvel nemesis which i know no one has ever played (laughs) that'd be pretty cool Connor, yeah. what uh, what characters do you want to see in the game? Spider Man. Besides, <laughs> obviously Spider Man. <laughs> I don't know. I'd like to see. I'd like to see some obscure shit because, like, they and they do that in the um, the Marvel versus Capcom games. Like, they have like Modok and uh, you know thing villains like villains and heroes like that that just nobody gives a shit about. And I I love that. I love when they bring in obscure characters. Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck would be fun. <laughs> I hope they go crazy with it, kind of like 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 the like the Lego Marvel amount of characters is what I would love to see. I know that'd be really hard for the developers, but God, that'd be so funny just to be able to be like, you can be Red Hulk or Abomination or Red Skull or like uh, again Howard the Duck, be Stan Lee who can transform into the Hulk. <laughs> I don't know. They did that in um. The Injustice 2, there were a ton of... I mean, nobody gives a fuck about Blue Beetle. Like, he's great, but no one cares. Right. Like, they were just like, you know, this will be fun. I think it was it basically just went along with uh, Young Justice, either Season 2 or 3. I can't remember whenever Injustice 2 came out. Yeah, they did that, and they did Atrocitus. Again, no one cares. Yeah. It's fun to play with pe- new people, though. Like, that's always yeah. a fun thing to do, especially and try, try out new people and also fight against people, like as you play the game I wonder if this is going to be I mean it's obviously not going to be like Mortal Kombat gory because Disney would never allow that but I wonder if it's going to be a little darker like Injustice like kind of the DC vibe um, but yeah, I don't know what the storyline is going to be yeah I don't know because they're, they're kind of used to going over the top with it and I would love that for this you know I'd love it for it to be all out there and for them to have kind of the same tone as the Injustice uh, Injustice games. For I think sure. I think DC is typically more darker 
and Marvel's not, so I don't know if they'll quite go that route. But yeah, that's true. I mean, they'll probably keep it light and quippy, and it'll be like, oh, "What are you doing here? You shoot lasers, or uh, you know, I don't know." Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna write their yeah. shit for them. But I think that'd be fun. Um, it just kind of to dovetail off the Mortal Kombat thing. Um, I just saw that today, and I was like, "Huh, I might." Might as well mention that. But back to Napoleon Dynamite, the true topic. <laughs> should I should I explain to everybody, Chris, like why we're talking about a movie that's seventeen years old? Yes, but don't give too many details yet. Okay. So I, for anyone who would like to rewatch Napoleon Dynamite, because you should, it's a great movie. Um, it is currently on Hulu, uh, and watching it this time I kind of noticed something as I was going through the movie um, obviously the the whole movie is an homage to the state of Idaho because Jared Hess is from Idaho he's the director and he kind of wanted to get like that you know show a lot of reverence for that small town Idaho you know flyover state feel I guess um, and so a lot of the stuff in that movie looks like you know the movie was shot in 2003 or 2004 but it looks like it's the 80s um, because, you know, towns like that don't really evolve super quickly. They kind of stay in the time period they were built up. But one thing I noticed is that there's a key element in this movie, which I think is glossed over in the movie and by audience members. But there is a time travel machine in Napoleon Dynamite. And I noticed certain things about events basically a lot of events in the movie start to change after the time travel machine is introduced. It's supposed to be that it fails. Napoleon tries it out. He puts in the crystals and then it like, it shocks him and it doesn't work. And then that's supposed to be the bit and the movie moves on. But right after that, a bunch of things change in the characters lives, almost all for the better. Um, and I tried to do some research about if Napoleon dynamite is actually a time travel movie. And there's very little on it. I think, Chris, you and I looked it up, and there's like two or three Reddit posts at most. Yeah, it's like two Reddit posts and maybe a YouTube video that doesn't have a lot of views. Or maybe another forum post. It's like nothing. So I feel like we're almost pioneers of this. I mean, besides the the other people, of course. But I don't see this theory discussed at all. And I think it's pretty valid it's a hundred percent valid i just a real quick while you were explaining that the the cameras kind of froze but i i think that's fixed i think the audio is fine okay but just for people i was actually pulling up my notes and obs sucks so it froze all your cameras because <laughs> i took notes during this yeah i had a couple things too that i thought were i thought were interesting um joey when's the last time you saw napoleon dynamite it's been a long time, so I was still like Chris uh, before we started, so I've seen it um, a couple of times, but it's been a few years. <laughs> so, it's, to be honest, I didn't even remember the time travel machine part of it. Like, the main parts that stick out of my head are always, like, Uncle Rico and stuff like that, so <laughs> and vote for Pedro. If you don't really remember the movie, the time travel is there for a couple minutes, and it's not really referenced ever again. Right. But if you watch it from the point of view of Uncle Rico up until the time travel and then look at all the other characters, this theory has, like, it can hold some water. 
Yeah, so one one of our theories, because the time travel machine, when Napoleon looks at it, is already set to 1982, which means that Uncle Rico tried it out. Yes. So our theory is that, or one of our theories about the time travel, is that the Uncle Rico you see for the entire movie up until the time travel part is main timeline Uncle Rico. Mm-hmm. Then the next time you see him after you basically like after the time travel thing doesn't work you see the uncle rico who time traveled tried to go back to college or high school or whatever it was to play yeah high school to play the football game try and take state he still fucks it up and that's why he's so like bitter and resentful for the rest of the movie yes so that the if you look at just uncle rico um he goes he uses time travel machine because it's set to 1982 goes back um before he always mentions how coach didn't put him in afterwards he mentions nothing about football he still makes his football videos but the assumption from us is that he went back coach did put him in for that fourth quarter or whatever time frame he was supposed to do Mm. he sucks the game's still a loss but he doesn't have that regret Maybe he still does. And he still ends up on the same path that he would have as if he didn't play. So, like, Uncle Rico before the time machine is pretty much the same Uncle Rico if he went back and played in state. Because, really, that game did not matter in his life that much. Really, the only thing that changes about Uncle Rico, there's, like, some personality changes, and he also starts selling a new product. Yes, that's the other thing. Right after the time machine, the product he mentions nothing about the he was before the time machine it was Tupperware that he was selling or some Tupperware like product um and then afterwards he never mentions the Tupperware again uh he's talking to Kip in the diner and he says have you memorized the product in and out blah 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 and it's the bust thing I don't remember the what bust it's must or whatever yeah bust must I forget what it's called but it's a totally different product and he never mentions the Tupperware again Almost like he went back in time, and his timeline. So his timeline is almost identical, but it's just slightly altered. Yeah. Whereas Kip, his timeline is totally different. He so the whole movie he's talking about like how he's texting a bunch of different girls. Like he he says that he's like I've been chatting with babes online all day uh, on my computer, and but he but he mentions to Uncle Rico he's like I'm really to oh because she hasn't even sent a full body shot. And like it's been two months. Any... It's been two months. It's been two months exactly, and he's not making any headway with any of these girls. Right after the time machine scene, Lafonda is real, and she gets off the bus, and they start their relationship. And he, his whole person—not you know just the way that he dresses, but his whole personality shifts. Yeah, um, yeah. She doesn't send a full body shot in two months, and then she takes a fucking bus across the country from Michigan to Idaho. Is Connor frozen for you? Yes. <laughs> okay, and we're back. Uh, Connor's internet decided to crap out on us, so. <laughs> also, we did a quick wardrobe change. We're we not. We time traveled, if you will. Oh. We did time travel. We didn't forget our crystals. <laughs> no, we brought the crystals <laughs> with us. No. Um, so I missed what you said right before I, I was done talking about Kip and then I didn't hear anything of what you said. So what were you bringing up right beforehand? Um, so I, th- I think cause this was a day ago, 
um, I was basically saying that Kip went two months without ever getting a a, a full body picture of LaFonda, and then all of a sudden, after the time travel machine is introduced, she gets on a bus from Michigan and comes all the way to Idaho, which seems like a very big jump for their relationship. Yeah, it seems like, like yeah, she definitely was not into him even enough to send a picture, and then like it's pretty soon after the time like the time machine scene it's only like a couple minutes after that that she's introduced yeah cause he's when he meets Uncle Rico when they're at the diner thing he says she's coming and then she yeah. appears like the next scene yeah no cause it's the same scene where Uncle Rico's like you need to know the new product mm-hmm. cause we're not doing Tupperware anymore or whatever mm-hmm. so that Uncle Rico would definitely know about the Tupperware because up to that point he had been a Tupperware salesman until he goes back in time. So we have to assume that this version of time travel puts your conscious consciousness in the body of your younger self, because you couldn't have like a 45 year old man running around playing high school football. Right. No, no, I don't think, I think it's possible that you get like a memory wipe when you go back in time. Oh, so you're saying you just relive, but then, but he would, he would have to have known that he time traveled. That's true. Otherwise, it would just play out the same exact way. Yeah. So I think what happens is that he puts, it puts your like what you know now, your current stream of consciousness into your younger body. You live that time, and you can change things. Just for him, it didn't work out like at all. He didn't <laughs> memorize any lottery numbers. Yeah. No. No. They're any of the Back to the Future stuff. <laughs> By the way, that's the first thing I would do if I could time travel. You know how cheap copies of Pokemon Emerald were back in like 2007? They were like $35 new. Doesn't even matter. Like Bitcoin. Traits in old video games that are just like winning lotto numbers. Bitcoin. <laughs> I, I, Bitcoin I, is the correct answer. <laughs> or yeah. Apple or Amazon. GameStop. You'll see me as. I'll, I'll be deep fucking value. If I ever time travel, <laughs> oh for sure, time traveler for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a bunch of other little things in the movie, like uh, you know Pedro not really doing that well at the at, at first, with like running for president. All of a sudden, he starts running well. Mm-hmm. Um, Pedro gets sick a lot, which I haven't I haven't really found a correlation with that in time travel. But there's like two separate times in the movie. One time he's out. Um, with like, he, like they don't really say what it is. He's just sick, and then the other time he shaves off all his hair, mm-hmm. um, and then immediately after that he's like, you know, he gets like the wig and he starts running for president. Um, yeah. So there could be some correlation there. Did you write? Did you have any notes about Pedro? <laughs> I did. Well, so obviously he becomes class president. That could be some time travel thing, where because he gave that really bad speech because he was all flustered, not knowing he had to give one or there's a skit or something like that i forget um he was all flustered gave the bad speech could have gone and time traveled and then you know he was prepared all of a sudden because he knows now yeah um the hair thing it could have like he you see, you see him get the wig but like that's the only instance of a wig so if he did time travel he could have just never shaved his head and so every scene after like napoleon's dance it's just actually his hair 
And he's also known to grow it fast because he said something about his mustache. These are all like very inconsequential points, but <laughs> that don't really. It back adds to the up. overall theory for sure. Yeah, uh, that's one thing I wanted to mention about this theory. <laughs> the time travel scene is so like inconsequential in the scope of the movie that like it's kind of like easy to form a theory around it because <laughs> nothing really disputes it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there, there. To me, I think one of the biggest things too is just at the end how. Napoleon, because Napoleon Dynamite definitely uses it. Mm-hmm. Um, he definitely uses the time. I mean, you see him in the movie use the time travel machine. Um, but, like, right at the end after he does his dance, which, again, he might have gone back knowing that he had to do something spectacular to get Pedro to win. Mm-hmm. Um, but immediately after that scene, he's, like, walking around, and everything is different. Like, everything's... He's, like, he's just, like, a weird witness to all these things that are happening that are different. So he watches... LaFonda and Kip get on the the bus and leave. And then he sees his grandmother back with Tina. Uncle who, Uncle Rico gets his girlfriend back. Un- Uncle Rico gets his girlfriend back. Um and uh his grandma is back and perfectly healthy after breaking her hip. Back. Like Oh, is it her back? I think it was her back. Oh yeah, she she broke her coccyx. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but like how long was she gone like a week and then she's perfectly healthy that's the thing that's the other thing i wrote down was i think maybe she used the time travel machine i don't know maybe somebody used a time travel machine and prevented her from going out on the dunes and, and ending up in the hospital and so if we're in this other timeline she just never went to that hospital and that's why you see her at the end of the movie playing with tina and I think that was probably Napoleon's doing because he's told by Uncle Rico like when and where she broke, yeah, you know she broke her bone. So it, it would make sense that he would go back to that time and prevent her from doing that. Okay. I think, <laughs> I you know what? I wonder if there's a theory where just Uncle Rico and Napoleon have time traveled because Napoleon could have a hand in a lot of these different like scenarios. So Uncle Rico gets his girlfriend. Napoleon prevents his. Uh, grandma from going to the hospital he makes pedro win he gets rid of kip he was really excited about kip or he was mad that kip stayed home and ate all the chips yeah that's true that's the only one i don't think that he could really have a hand in unless i don't know yeah he's he (laughs) catfished he took a copy of daquan's dance moves back with him (laughs) to give to kip oh yeah So I mean I, I think we should bring up what uh, what we did on our Twitter just for the the people at home because yeah. this this was really like this is something I've been thinking about since I watched the movie again like nonstop when I'm at work it just runs through my brain this this stupid theory about this movie and I got so curious that I tweeted from our split screen media Twitter account to Jared Hess who's the director and I asked him if it was a time travel movie if that was canon um, he did not respond. But I don't want you guys to like flood him with tweets or whatever, or, like harass him. All seven people that watch the show. But <laughs> but what I do want is for everyone like just to ask him questions. Like if you can go on his Twitter, and just be like, "Hey, listen, is it a time travel movie?" Like don't bombard him. But I would love just to get more awareness to this and see if he actually answers us. Get the hashtag trending. Restore the time travel verse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Release the time the travel cut. <laughs> I will also say in the wedding scene kip says technology is great 
Is he talking That's about right, the computer? He does. Does he, is he talking about the computer or the time travel machine? I forgot about that. Yeah, the whole wedding at the end. Mm-hmm. Huh. He does know a lot about cyberspace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can we also just... I mean, this has nothing to do with the theory, but can we talk about how brilliant that that whole Rex Guando scene is? Oh, my <laughs> gosh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking incredible. Oh, man. So, Jared Hess... Balls in your court, man. Yeah. Don't want to know. <laughs> After Doesn't 17 years, we we figured it out. Yeah, we broke the code. You thought you could fool all of us, and you did <laughs> until now. He was hoping this would go longer than like the Zodiac Killer's notes and stuff. <laughs> we just well, he had a too long smart. run of it too. Nobody talks about this except for like the other three redditors. Yeah, there's like three people. I I have to go back and watch it again. I think and like continue to hone in this theory. Or hypothesis, whatever. I think it's a theory at this point. Um, na- so when Napoleon puts in that that dance grooves tape, is that the same recorder? Is it a recorder? It looks like a VHS cassette tape though, because it says VHS on it. But um, Uncle Rico's tape isn't in it. The one that he showed his football tape, like his like way back in the day. You remember that on the TV? Oh yeah, he had like the weird whatever that like small almost tape version of it was. Yeah, is that the same machine that he puts the dance groove tape <clears throat> into? Because if so, if so, then Uncle Rico's tape isn't in there after the time travel machine. That could be the case. I always, I thought it was his room. It looked like he had a little TV with a VHS player in his room. Okay. It looked like it was right outside the door, so I wasn't sure. I'd have to go back and watch. Yeah, because like, it had like the, the Pegasus crossing thing, and I just assumed that was his bedroom. Yeah, I I think I'll have to go back and check it out. That might just be nothing. I mean, the choices in music are interesting too. Like there there is like a whole other theory to this that like Napoleon time traveled back to the eighties, and you know even though this movie is supposed to be an homage to that, it actually is. It does take place in the eighties because the only two songs in it that aren't from the eighties are "I Can Tell We're Gonna Be Friends" by the White Stripes at the beginning, which fucking amazing song um and then right at the end you get jamiroquai um which would further prove that lafonda is some kind of weird time travel remnant because she mentions that like the tape is from her cousin she's like this is my cousin's tape you should you know listen check this out or whatever and it's fucking jamiroquai (laughs) so i'm wondering if like it's kind of like how in bioshock infinite at the beginning of that game um, there's like the 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 quartet of of the acapella singers or whatever, like the, kind of the Dapper Dan sort of thing, but they're singing a Beach Boys song even though it's 1917, like because there's weird time travel stuff in that game. I think it's set in the 90s, like early 90s, mid 90s, because of Deb's hairstyles, like the side ponytail and things like that. It's just like a very rural area where like a lot of like new things don't like new ideas and things kind of don't come in there yet so like you can kind of see a little bit like in the kids but like you know when it comes to like the adults and things like that even even the kids who are raised by these adults it's still very like behind the time so to speak yeah which is just idaho i mean yeah sorry to our idaho listeners but uh i don't think there's a single person from idaho that watches the show it'd be cool they don't have internet either they have the uh, 
pay pay by the minute or whatever Kip had. <laughs> that AOL shit. I'm trying to think. Yes. If you guys if you guys have anything else, like if you just saw Napoleon Dynamite and you're hearing this and it makes sense, like please leave a comment and let us know if there's anything else that you've seen that furthers this theory, because I want to hear it all. I really do. I need to watch it again myself. It's been so long since I've seen it. I need to watch it with these new eyes. It's really short. Like it's an hour and a half long. So if you have like a brief amount of time, I definitely recommend it. Because first of all, it's just fucking hilarious. Like it's a great movie. Um, and it's it's a movie that shouldn't work at all. Like it doesn't make sense that it's as good as it is because it's a fucking disaster. Like, right? There, no, nothing is connected. There are no like continuous plot lines in that movie whatsoever. Everyone is like so melodramatic to the point where it just seems like everyone's on Xanax the entire movie. <laughs> That's also just Idaho. <laughs> That's also just Idaho. But <laughs> but it ends up working and it became this like amazing cult classic time travel film. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd love to hear our viewer theories in the comments. Yeah, please. I wanna I wanna hear it all. Like even if it's some stupid shit, like. Oh, the the coke can moved in one scene for the other. I want to hear everything. <laughs> you know, there's one one person who wishes they could use that time travel machine. Who's that, Chris? The cow that gets shot in the fucking head. <laughs> they don't save that cow. <laughs> no. He didn't have enough crystals. <laughs> there's weird shit with those farmers too. Yeah. Like, there's definitely something going on there. Again. I need to like watch it another time to really get all of it, but I'm sure there's a ton of stuff that we missed. Well, you guys want to get into recommendations and wrap it up? Yeah, sure. Joey, did you have another like mystery thing that you wanted to bring up quickly before we get into recommendations, or did you want to just jump right into that? Sure, we can bring up. So uh, I don't know why I was thinking of it. Maybe it was because I'm I currently have a blue tongue. <laughs> from eating some uh, some ice cream before uh, starting this, but um, what is uh, like? I was thinking about um, some of the old like foods that we had as kids, and like if there was like one of those old foods that you could bring back, I was like like as part of a movie or something like that. What would you bring back, and why? Hmm. So you know, you know what I'm talking about? Like, where they had like uh, they had like Incredible Hulk, uh, Hershey chocolate. I don't know why that's what sticks out in my head. It was just regular, like Hershey's chocolate, but it was green, so you got like green chocolate milk. <laughs> I have one. Um, I don't know if it's like the top thing I'd bring back, but it's the first thing that came to my mind. Um, they used to have these little like yogurt fruit snack kind of things. Oh, and they were balls. <laughs> The little balls, and they were called Yogos. Yeah, and they were awesome. They were so delicious, and they don't make them anymore. And I used to love those. Those were super yummy. I, I thought they discontinued Nerds Ropes, but apparently they still make them. No, they're <laughs> everywhere now. They brought them back. Oh, so they already brought them back. I just mm-hmm. live they, in they Idaho. Were, like, they were hard to find for a little while. You <laughs> find them in like arcades and bowling alleys. <laughs> no, I used to love those as a kid, and they were like nowhere ever. Um, cause I think like, could be, this could be like, like some random lie or whatever, but like the, ela- like the elasticity of the rope would like sometimes like shoot like nerds candy down like your throat and then you choke on it or something. That's why they took it away. 
so I want to die. <laughs> so that's a good way. That's how you want to go, right? So, I, but uh, I guess they, they brought it back. Those, uh, they sell nerds, so you can get like a value pack of them at like uh, either BJ's or Sam's Club. You can get like a, like a pack of fifty of them for like ten bucks. Yeah, I'm looking on Amazon. Twenty-four pack for uh, nineteen bucks. It's a good deal. Yeah, so that's not bad. <laughs> so, Joey, did you have one? Um, kind of that same vein of yours. Uh, I remember as a kid, I used to love. They had these little like they were basically just mini like bite-sized Jolly Ranchers. That are Jolly Ranchers are already small, but they're basically like just super small Jolly Ranchers. Those are really good. And I used to remember I'd always like try to save change and go up to the um, gas station and get those. And they had is um, from the farthest recess of my brain. I remember they had this. Um, candy that was like um it kind of kind of like hot ones but with sour instead i'm not sure if you guys remember that i think it was called like extinguishers or something like that Bless you, sir. but like they had, uh, these little sour candies that got increasingly more sour and then they had like an extinguisher candy which was just like pure sugar mm-hmm. uh, that you could use to kind of like get all the sour out of your mouth before going on to the next sour candy and I remember really loving those as a kid, um, and I'm pretty sure those are gone now too. <laughs> they have stuff like that. Stuff. They have warheads, and then the biological wastes. What is that called? The the one that comes in like a toxic trash can, basically. I'm not sure. I don't think I've had that before. It's called. Uh, here, I'll look it up. <laughs> what? It's called okay. like. It's called like bio waste or something like that. Uh, toxic waste. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know if you guys can see that on my phone, but like that. They came in like the little trash cans. They're really good. So I actually found extinguishers. Apparently, they do still exist, at least on Instacart. <laughs> and um, most things that have gone away, you can still find on like Amazon. I uh, I'm actually on. I found like a. Uh, a ranker post about like foods discontinued from like the naughties. Uh and some of these are already back. Um Doritos three D, those That's are back. <laughs> um Burger King chicken fries, those have been back for a while. Yeah. Those are delicious. Um let's see here. Oh, tricks. Fruit shaped tricks. Do you guys oh, yeah. have- I, I will say it was pretty fantastic. Like by the time we had grown up, they lost their shape and they were just circles again. So because you're only it's supposed to be like the shape you can see or whatever. And then we grew up and we couldn't see the shape anymore. Like I'm pretty sure that was just uh, tricks like fucking with us. <laughs> they were tricking us. They were tricking us. It's because tricks are for kids, guys. Yeah. Oh fuck. <laughs> Let's see what else. That ice cream I had today, though, that made me think of this was it was called Cookie Monster Ice Cream, and it had cookie crisps like and, uh, and blue ice cream. Beautiful. You and I are twenty six. I promise. <laughs> I'm twenty five, sir. <laughs> oh, that's right. Do you guys We're remember adults? Do you guys remember grips? Oh hell yeah! Yeah. Are they back? No, these are well. I'm not sure. These are just like nostalgia lists i think now oh yeah this could be a lot of these there's like some crossover so maybe these were discontinued at some point 
They had Oreo cakesters. It looks so. like it still exists. I think I have that on Walmart. <laughs> Cereal straws. Or you about to just have to have like a '90s food party and just go ham on a bunch of nostalgia. That'd be fun. They had the, like just... What was it? The, there was the the sour grape and the sweet grape Mountain Dew when um, Star Wars Episode Three came out. Where you had like evil Anakin and light Anakin, uh, and like if you chose evil Anakin, it was uh, sour grape Mountain Dew, and if you chose good Anakin, it was sweet. <laughs> I just remember this time in like I don't know somewhere in the mid two thousands where people like all, all media companies were really excited about two things clashing together and things getting fucked up. Like they would do like like oh it's Crash Bandicoot and Spyro's game and Spyro's game and Crash's game. And they did that a lot with food, too. Like, they were like, oh... Hour, hour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, there was... <laughs> that's that, that's exactly the type of shit I'm talking about. But they were like, oh, watermelon and piss, those don't belong together. Like, yeah. they just had, like, the weirdest flavors. Yeah. But we're gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. It was, a, it was a simpler time. They said it couldn't be done, and the FDA agreed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we stopped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, sweet guitar <laughs> Oh, my God. Before we go into recommendations, Chris, can I, can I bring... Can I give an update to my favorite thing that I've talked about on the podcast? Just sure. very quickly. Yeah. So I wanted to briefly update everyone on the Halloween house, because there are updates. Um, last time we talked, they had put out mannequins on the front yard doing uh, household, or uh, uh, like spring cleaning type stuff. Like they were trimming bushes and hanging out laundry, um, along with the various Halloween accoutrements that they had in the background. Um, <laughs> I, I walked past not 20 minutes ago. Everything is gone. So... There's nothing out on the yard in the yard anymore, and there's nothing on the um, like on the windows like there used to be. And I think what happened is that someone must have complained to the city because all of their shit is now jam packed on their front porch. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I don't, I don't understand how that's not also still an eyesore. I think if it's on, like, if, if it's a certain distance towards your house, I think it's okay. Because the city owns up to a certain point in your yard. I don't know. It might vary state to state, but it's, like, 6 to 10 feet or something. Like, they are able to do whatever they want with that, which is why they can put up, like, signs and, and street lights and all that kind of shit. And, like, they can fuck with your yard basically without asking you. So if people complain enough, then you have to take away all your decorations. And they were pretty far out, like, on, on the trees and stuff. Like, they had mm -hmm. spider webs and skeletons and all kinds of shit. Um, but now it's all on their front porch. And it looks like they just mowed their lawn. So mm -hmm. it could be that they just temporarily moved them to mow the lawn That's once. a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. but I, And I kind of hope that's the case, because now I love this house. Like, with all my heart, I love this house. Um, and the, the fucking weirdos in it, but I, I just, you know, I, I feel bad. I feel bad for everybody. I feel bad for them having to take it down. And I feel bad for the neighbors that have to look at that shit every day. <laughs> they should really go all out and like put like some shit like on the roof and in the chimney, like, ha like hang a skeleton from like the, like window shutters. I don't know. Get yeah. creative with it. 
No, as far as I know, they just love the macabre. Like they have all the skeleton shit and they and the Halloween shit, and they have that hearse with the flames on it, like a Guy Fieri funeral. <laughs> it's amazing. Guy Fieri. Oh my god! When you guys were down here, I forgot to drive by that house to show you. But next time, I know. Yeah, you had to send us some pictures or something. For sure. Um, but yeah, we can jump into recommendations. I haven't thought of anything yet, so do you guys want to go first? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, not having recorded the podcast in a while, I've had a lot of time on my hands. So uh, there's a channel on YouTube called Weird History, and they have like a whole timeline series where they like review like each year. So they started with like 1980, and they went through the 80s, and a little bit through the 90s is where they're at now. I think they released a video like every week. Um, but they have like 16 or 17 videos up they're like half an hour each um i've binged them all shamelessly um but it's kind of cool like just to look back on time like uh, there's probably like a ton more videos like that but i feel like i always recommend like binge worthy videos or channels or stuff and that's definitely a good one is that me or you got um i can go i guess I I found well I found a YouTube channel um, as well not that long ago, and it's called Pointless Rabbit Holes, and a lot of it is like video essays on video games and stuff. And surprise, surprise, he has one on Spider-Man, um, and it's two Spider-Man games. It's called Two Expensive Spider-Man Games, and he basically does like an in-depth review and analysis of and kind of the history of. Um, Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions and Spider-Man Web of Shadows uh, and kind of like what makes them so memorable and also what makes them so terrible <laughs> at the same time um, it's kind of like a love-hate relationship thing but all of his videos are like that and they're super funny and like that's really the only one with a lot of views but all of his content is super good so I would highly recommend checking that out Very nice. um I hadn't thought of anything, but just as uh, it came to my head, just looking at my little mini figs here, but I I just want to highly recommend the, what we've been playing for the past couple months of the Star Wars 5e. Um, uh, for anybody um, who plays or enjoys D&D, um, but uh, wants to move away from the fantasy swords and elves and magic and stuff and go on towards Star Wars. Uh, the Star Wars 5e, which is SW5e.com, is awesome. It's free. And it's been a ton of fun <laughs> running the campaign. <laughs> so my, my recommendation is play that with your friends. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that a lot on the last, second to last podcast. Um, yeah. We mentioned, we, we had Joey Bird on, and we were mentioning... Uh, that we were playing that we were talking about like getting into D&D and how it's kind of the perfect uh, quarantined activity right now with Roll20 and everything. Absolutely. But yeah. Um, that. <laughs> yeah. No, those are all, all great recommendations. Uh, and yeah, with that, I guess we can call it uh, close it out. Um, thanks so much, everybody, for watching. Really appreciate it. I, mean, I know that we had a, a bit of a hiatus. We're going to try and go weekly again. Um just because we love doing this and you know we love that you guys enjoy it even if it's just for a couple minutes or you listen to it in your car or when you work out or you actually watch the videos on YouTube however you consume it we appreciate it um, we only have two followers on Twitter because we did not promote our Twitter at all so you know I don't know like us on Twitter and then you too can tweet that Jarrett has has about movies that are 17 years old mm -hmm. um, go on our facebook you can like that and if you you know obviously like the video and want to subscribe that'd be great too 
Uh, but yeah, other than that, we'll see you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Peace.